Welcome back to the Reptiles with Podcast. Today we're setting up at the Repticon located in Atlanta, Georgia. But before we get started, this podcast was brought to you by Repticon Reptile Shows, Premium Crickets, and Reptiles Express. Let's get started. Hey guys, I'm Bill Albright from AHP Exotics, and we are an exotic animal breeder and retailer. Hell yeah. Well, what do you got there? Going crazy right Man, now. Man, this is, this is Lemon Drop. He is a three-year-old Crutchfield albino iguana. And like all albino iguanas, his vision is not the best in the world. So he's just kind of randomly reaching out trying to find <laughs> something to hold on to here. Nice, dude. That is something that I don't get to see anymore because I'm in Florida. Yeah, you're in yeah. Florida, so you've, yeah. you've lost your rights. Yep, yep, yep. Man, that's real cool. So I see on your table you have a variety of things. Are you breeding all that stuff yourself? No, we don't. Uh, okay. We breed, we breed probably... This is a rough guess, guys. I'm getting older, but probably 60 species of animal, maybe a little bit more. Okay. And uh, we buy and sell a lot, a lot of the stuff okay. we do. And we still do with a lot of quality imported animals. There's a lot right. of stuff that I really enjoy working with. Yeah. That sadly just isn't bred in captivity right now. Okay. So we're still we're still working with a lot of uh, quality imported stuff. Okay, cool, cool, cool. And then as far as the stuff that you are working with, I see that you have like the hybrids and stuff. Yes. So I, I do like hybrids. I am it's a, a controversial kind of, topic yeah, there because yeah, you have yeah. people, you don't have very many people that are neutral to it. Yeah. You have people that are very, very much against it, and yeah. you have people that are very, very much for it. I yeah. myself, I like hybrids, man. There's just yeah, some really yeah, cool yeah, stuff. Yeah. Um, now, I've tried, I've tried breeding ball pythons to so like carpet pythons, mm. and I was never able to do it. Um, is there like a trick to doing it? I know that people are like, oh, just put a little bit of bedding in there from yeah, other. Yeah, there's. There are so many different myths and wise tales and tricks. Yeah. And in my experience, and we've, we've been kind of playing with the hybrid thing for since I was a kid, 30 yeah, yeah. years, and I really think it's hit or miss. You can take shed skin. You can take urates or fecal. You can move your male. You can house your female of a species you're trying to hybridize okay. into a enclosure that is the same species as oh. what you were trying to hybridize it with. Okay. So if, okay. You got, if you're trying to do a berm retic cross, yeah, yeah. you can put your female retic in, in with your female berm yeah. and then pull your female berm out and introduce a male berm into the enclosure. Got you. And, but I really don't know if any of it has anything to do with it or if you just find the right pair of snakes that okay. interact well together. Oh, okay, okay. Interesting, interesting. Now, as far as the stuff that you are breeding, like what is your favorite, uh, like, I guess, specifically snake? Because you got a lot of fucking snakes there. Bro. Yeah, and I, my favorite varies. I, I skip around a lot. And again, okay. I've been doing it my whole life. And, and kind of whatever I'm holding and playing with at the time, I'm like, oh, yeah, man, this is my favorite. Yeah. And then I'll be like, oh, no, wait, I really like this one. Uh-huh. So I'm, I'm, I'm a true addict when it comes to it. And uh, so we're working, we're working. We, we breed ball pythons, of course, because they are the best pets, in my opinion. Yeah. They're the best no, pets that you can have. I agree. Uh, you're not, I'm not one of those guys that's going to bash ball pythons because everybody's got them. Everybody's yeah. got them for a reason. Yeah. They're the best. Literally, I was having a conversation with somebody yesterday, and they, we were all asking him, like, oh, like, what is it that you're working with? And he's like, oh, I got some bows. I got some colubras. And I was like, what about ball pythons? And he was like, you'll catch me fucking dead buying a ball python. I was like, dude, It's crazy, chill. right? It's crazy. And one of, my, one of my favorite stories, and it was a local guy. We yeah. were at a snake show over in Augusta. And he was there looking at, I had a black dragon and a sulfur water monitor on the table. And we do a lot of water yeah. monitors, too, so we produce both of those. Um, so they're probably my favorite reptile, Asian water monitors. Gotcha, Big, gotcha. messy, nasty, take yeah, up way too yeah. much room. Not everybody needs them, but they're, still yeah. my, they're my favorite lizard. Yeah. But so he's looking at the black dragon, telling me how great it is and how wonderful it is that we brought a variety and how it's a ball python festival and he doesn't even want to be there because of it. And thank you so much for bringing this black dragon. Yeah. And he's telling me this story while I am bagging up a blue-eyed leucistic ball <laughs> python that he has just purchased from me. And That's so hilarious. we're laughing at the irony that he is buying yeah. what he's complaining about. Yeah. yeah. So it's, there's no, they're, they're so popular for a reason. Best, yeah. They're the best pet snake you can have. I agree. I definitely so, yeah. agree. 
Man, that is a cool fucking lizard, dude. I'm honestly jealous. We were we went to a, one of the local uh, reptile shops, raining reptiles. Yeah, same place. Yeah, yeah, great place. Yeah, we we saw uh, just a green iguana in a cage, and we we're like, oh my god, I haven't seen this in so long, dude. Dude, they are a fantastic animal. They're so overrated because they are inexpensive. Yeah, and that's one of it's, it's sad, but yeah. I really love iguanas. We have several green iguana morphs that are my personal animals. Yeah, we don't sell green iguanas. Or very rarely. Yeah. Because most people don't want to spend $20 on a baby green and then spend the $400 you need to to set it up properly. Yeah, correct. So correct. it's I love the species, but I don't really like sometimes the fact that people are buying it just because it's inexpensive. Understood, yeah. understood. Now, something that I love about your situation is your display. I think that uh, displays at reptile shows is very important because you have a lot of people that don't know about reptiles coming to these shows and then they have like a shitty display you know they, they hardly have lights or whatever they have just random shit and it's not it doesn't look nice there's you know people might have you know animals literally sitting in their shit you know and it's it's very refreshing to see a badass display like that i, I really think that, that whenever i whenever i see you guys i'm like dude this is the best display at the show i, I really appreciate that man yeah man. I, I know there is a point of diminishing return yeah. So you're putting more in than you're ever going to get back out. Yeah, yeah. But I, I get bored easy. And, okay. And again, we've been doing this for 30 years. Yeah. And I get bored easy. And uh, so I, I like to design new stuff. And every two or three years, I like to add something new to my displays. Yeah, yeah. And uh, but I, I, we just was literally sitting around one night by the koi pond with a glass of bourbon. Yeah. And I was like, you know, that diamond cut aluminum will look good. Yeah. And so we started drawing it out on a paper towel, and then went to my metal guy down the street, and I was like, yeah. Hey, Joe, can you cut this? And uh, yeah, and so we, we play with it all the time yeah. and tweak it, but I appreciate that. That's because, real yeah, cool. Because, yeah, if you've got it, it doesn't matter how cool the animal is in, if it's in a dirty Tupperware container, yeah. it doesn't then, look good. People aren't going to appreciate it. It's not a good look. It. And yeah. then that's like the first impression that you're giving these people that are trying to get into the hobby. So their standard is now all the way at Very the bottom. Very low, yeah. You know, where, you know, you have like a nice display, and they're like, oh, like, this is something to aspire to be, you know? And, you don't got to cut the corners. You and then, but it still leads to, you still have to explain to people that this is not where this animal lives. Yeah. Because you've got a three-foot lizard in a 30-inch enclosure. Yeah, yeah. And that's obviously not where he lives, but it's yeah. perfectly safe for the weekend. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah and, and, you know, people, especially if you're, like, running a business, you also got to remember, like, this is your brand. Like, is your brand the guy that has a snake in a shitty, like, container? Or is your brand the guy that has, or girl, that has just badass fucking displays? And you'd... you'd People are going to remember the badass displays. They're not going to remember the, you know, the Tupperware you bought at tar uh, Target. That's right. You know? So, for sure, man. Thank you so much. I appreciate, I appreciate it. this. Thanks for having me yeah. on. Hell yeah, dude. Fuck yeah. Thank you. I'm Tom White, better known on social media as Dreader Reptiles. I work with all types of exotic wildlife from venomous snakes, crocodilians, all the way down to, like, emus and house cats. So. Did you say emus? Emus, yeah. Fuck I'm about yeah, to get dude. my first little baby emu Yeah, soon. they so have I, one I, here, dude. Really? Yeah, what? like right I over there. I, yeah. so my, I just, this is literally the first time I stepped in this building today. No fucking way, even dude. yesterday. I have super slow, but busy yeah. at the same time. Yeah, it, what it was, it was consistent. You know, yeah. like it wasn't like big, big, big rush and then empty. It was just like people were coming, people were coming, people were coming. Flow, yeah. yeah. Uh, Lots of questions. Yeah, dude. So as far as the venomous stuff, like what are you working with? Um, so like as far as in-house goes, uh -huh. like I just moved down here to Georgia uh -huh. from New Jersey. Oh, as okay. far as laws go there, like you can't have anything. Like oh. you have a Western hog nose and yeah, that's yeah. it. That's as close as you're getting to anything. Well, shit. But um, yeah, we just moved down. We got everything set up. So the not... both of you guys are from New Jersey? No. So okay. Allie's originally from chicago oh, okay. but she's like spent most of her time down in florida cool. and that's where she just moved up from her on the other hand she 
she's been working with Venomous as well. She works with Crocodilians as well. Oh, she has yeah. all her hours in on everything down there in Florida. Yeah. But really been working with everything and anything. Does that kind of shit transfer over? Like your hours and stuff for to get a permit? So here in Georgia, like we, we've talked to DNR and they said specifically they do not want people having these animals. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, so as far as the hours go, like you don't need hours here. You need to just like be valid under their standards. So like oh. if it's not educational presentations or really that is as far as like the information they were willing to give us on what we'd be able to do to get the permitting and license for it yeah but he basically said it's not gonna happen i was like well what if we do like social media like if i use my platforms oh. or educational platforms like yeah. i make money it's my business like can it work through that and he basically said like Unless it's 100% education on top of education, he, he does, it's not going to fly. He doesn't want to see videos of animals and, like, okay. anything, like, not yeah, pure yeah. education. Okay. So, as far as that goes, I don't think you are you have a good chance on getting the exotics. Interesting. Yeah. It's, there's no real regulations on native to Georgia. Okay. So, like, any Georgian natives I can get and keep, we've just, we've been waiting. Yeah. Okay, that, that's interesting. Yeah, I thought that you would get, like, like how it is in Florida. You just permitting process, and then you do your thing, and then FWC's tried to take it away from you. Nope. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. They'll come kill my boas. <laughs> yeah, Jesus Christ. Yeah, dude, that's a fucking yeah, disaster. That a mess. Yeah, man. But, I mean... So, how do you? How does one get into these venomous reptiles? Like that's something that, because I wasn't like straight the fuck up. I wasn't like born into this. I didn't like from a kid go outside and catch snakes. I just came across this kind of thing, and I always told myself I was like, that is something I would like just not do. So that's where we're different. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, ever since a little kid, I've been yeah. just absolutely in awe over wildlife. Yeah. Like it's been everything. Like. I knew who Carol Baskin was when I was a child. Yeah. And I still disliked her. <laughs> um, like, I've always been on, like, the wildlife scene since I was a little kid, uh, catching all types of snakes, skaters, things like that. Like, yeah. I have a picture of me as a little kid. Like, I'm eight, and I'm my mom's holding my hand on an embankment, uh -huh. and I'm gr holding the tail of a gator. That's like, hilarious. So, I like, love that. I've just been gung-ho since I was a little kid where I always got into it, and that's where, like... It really shows it's a dangerous, like, career choice if you want yeah. to do it as a career choice. So even as a hobby, like, it's still venomous snakes. Like, they're crocodilians. Like, this stuff is dangerous. Like, yeah, yeah. we can't take that away from it. And that's where going out and doing stuff like I did, I honestly I don't recommend. Because yeah. I only knew what I saw off TV and mm -hmm. in videos. And for my age demographic, that's Steve Irwin yeah, and yeah, yeah. stuff like that. So... I didn't actually know what hooking and tailing a snake was until I started, like, working with stuff in private collections. So when I told my friends, like, can you, like, teach me? They're yeah, like, yeah. what have you been doing? Like, I see pictures of you, like, yeah, in yeah, the wild. Yeah. Like, I was like, dude, I've just been, like, when I go herping, like, I just pin them and neck them. And they're yeah. like, what? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, i just been necking them this whole time. And, like... <laughs> I've been, like, going all over from, like, basically all the way up from yeah. PA down to Arizona and stuff like that. And just catching what I can catch. 
That's interesting. Yeah, that, that's something that, that I do get concerned about when I see a lot of people, like, posting, like, venomous shit, crocodilians on, like, social media. It's like, damn, what are these kids going to think, like, when they see that? They're like, oh, I could just go do that. Uh, but, I, you know, an important message is, like, how dangerous it can be. I was um, So I have family here in Georgia, and I was talking to my godson, and he was talking to me about, like, that he goes and he catches frogs and stuff and salamanders, shit that I would never do because I'm terrified of frogs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, frogs. yeah. Yeah. And he was telling me, he's like, but you can't touch venomous snakes. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. Like, why? He's like, because you need tools. And I was like, this kid's, like, seven years old. Like, he, he's educating me right now. Like, what's up? And yeah. he had, like, this whole thing about, like, you got to have the tools because if not, you need this kind of thing. You need that. And then he made up this thing where he was, like, you have to have, like, a suit that the fangs can't get to you. And I was, like, yeah, sure, man, whatever yeah, you say. Yeah, little kids, like, <laughs> but, yeah, dude, you. I think I think kids over time are going to be more and more educated with that shit. And, you know, as long as we can keep working well, with the them. That's from putting yeah. more and more education out yeah, there. Yeah, of course. That's why it's, like, I've talked to people. And they've been like, they've told me like, oh, I, I just, I don't feel like I have the, almost like degree to uh-huh. put education out there. And it's like, if you like actually know something, like you did your research, like it's facts, like it's still a fact at the end of the day, even if it's just you regurgitating yeah, it, yeah, like yeah. you're putting that education out there and you're going to reach people that I'm not going to reach. Like... I might not have some of your family members on my social media, but if you posted education about yeah. something, now they see that, and now they're going to learn that and share that to their friends. Yeah, yeah. Where that's why I would always encourage like to get more education out there, to put the education out there, because it's only just going to lead to more educated people yeah. making the right decisions and actually knowing what to do. Hell yeah, dude. Are you going to be at Animal Con this year? I definitely plan on being at Animal Con again. It was an awesome experience, and I hope it pulls through again and I can yeah, make yeah. it. Um, Definitely praying on Brian. Brian yes, of strong course. for sure. Really hope that he gets through everything. Yeah, Love man. you, man. Hell yeah, dude. All right, thank you. There's nothing better than the smell of coffee in the morning. Okay? There's also nothing better than the smell of reptiles in the morning. Psych. Reptiles with coffee. That's the smell you want. The strongest coffee. All right? We have it for you. Head on over to the description or go to coldbloodedcaffeine.com and use the code REPTILESWITH to get your Reptiles With Coffee today. Uh, my name is Aaron Flanagan. I'm the owner of Aaron's Reptile, specializing in leopard geckos. Cool, cool. So h- how did you get into this? Um, I got my first leopard gecko, Leo, which is him, uh, when I was seven. Okay. Um, and then from there, I started to actually breed fish. Yeah. And then um, from the fish, I, got, I started to uh, breed turtles. Nice. What kind from, of turtles? Uh, like red ear sliders and musk turtles. Okay, okay. And then um, from there, uh, I started to breed leopard geckos. And then from there, it just grew and grew and grew. Cool. cool. How old are you? Uh, 14. That's crazy. <laughs> you got your own table here and everything, yeah. dude. That's so awesome. Yeah. Is that is that your mom that's with yeah. you? Dude, that's great. It's great when you have uh, parents that uh, support you and stuff like that. Yeah. It, is that something that, like... Your mom was like comfortable with, or no, you had to like work no, your way to it. No, uh, for a, a lot of my animals are at my dad's house. Okay. I have a, a bedroom or two of animals at his house. Um, yeah. My mom, she really wasn't like, no, they can't, you know, she doesn't really. Yeah, yeah. Like that. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, what's what's the future? Do you have any like cool projects that you're working um, with? Um, right now I'm working with uh, about this year a, high, a lot of hyperaxanthics and um. 
I'm actually starting to breed blue tongue skinks and oh. Iberian dragons. Okay, yeah. okay, cool, cool. What kind of blue tongues? Uh, Northerns. Northerns? Yeah. Okay, where'd you get your stuff from? Um, some of them came um, from show. Okay. Um, I got some from Billy. And okay. Yeah, cool, man. Cool, from other places as well. All right. Well, I have some cool stuff here that I'm going to show you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's I've seen them right here. Yeah, yeah. That's really cool. That's really cool. I, I, I like that. So, as far as like, I guess who like gave you like the influence? Like who was like who did you look at and you were like, oh, like that's what I want to do. Um, Gina and Mick Fran. Um, okay. My parents they just brought me to a show just because of it. Oh. And um, like I was just seeing, I, I sat with them for a while and they really influenced me to like yeah. start. That's funny. Breeding and selling. Yeah. My first. Uh, I'm gonna try to get Mick also on the podcast. My okay. first Repticon I ever vended, uh-huh. I only bred turtles, <laughs> and I was next to Mick. So Mick was the first guy that I vended next yeah. to, and he was he was a real cool guy. They are they're really cool. Yeah, um, they the ones they, they got me started with shows for like a year or so. I was actually on their table, like I had a chunk of their table with my yeah? geckos. Yeah, dude, that is awesome. Yeah. I'm really excited for you. So what what is it that so is that like a normal leopard gecko? Uh, or? he is a uh, Aoku. He is a uh, Black Knight Murphy's patternless. Black Knight Murphy's patternless. So you really like the Black Knight stuff? Uh, yeah, I, I like a lot. I like a lot of the Black Knight stuff and the hybrids and thick stuff. Okay, okay. I have a, a buddy of mine that uh that he breeds leopard geckos. Uh-huh. Um, he's like really invested in uh lemon frost. He's yeah. like, oh, like we got to do lemon frost. We got to figure out a way to uh, you know, take away the 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 genes, the genes that yeah. that it has, that whatever is giving it the tumors or whatever. How how do you feel about breeding something like that um, that is known to have those kinds of issues? I don't work with them. All right. Yeah. Facts. Um, at one point, <laughs> I've only been breeding for about two years. Yeah, yeah. And I was going to get into lemon frost, but everybody told me don't get into it. Yeah. So I, I should never. I yeah. Never got into it. It's tough because visually, it's a beautiful they're, they're, animal. They're really yeah, pretty, it's a beautiful but it's animal. Just the results. That they yeah. Yeah. You know, and everybody likes to compare it to like uh, I don't know if you know about ball pythons, but like the spider, the spider ball python. Yeah. But it's like at least with the spider. It's not something that's, like, really detrimental to yeah. the animal. Like, yeah, your animal's going to wobble. You know, it might give you some kind of issues. It's a wonky animal. Yeah. It's a fact, you know. Uh, but some of them show it less than others. But then when you have the lemon frost, it's like, no, no, no. Like, dude, like, that's going to – that it's, it's, like, it's, yeah. can- it's like the it's skin cancer pretty yeah. much, you know, it's tumors. <laughs> cool. So is this something that you want to get into doing full time? Yeah. Yeah, this is your future. This is the whole thing. Yeah, pretty much. Dude, that's awesome. Are you close to here in Atlanta? Oh, uh, yes. Okay. I'm in uh, Decatur. Okay. And is this, how, how many shows have you done so far? Uh, I've been doing shows for two years now, so. Wow. So since pretty much you started. Yeah. Dude, that is awesome. I'm really excited for you. This is so cool. Thank Hell you. Hell yeah. So where can people find you? Uh, you can follow, you can find me on uh, Instagram at Aaron's.Reptiles. Aaron's.Reptiles. Well, I'm going to go on and follow you and everybody should follow me. So I am Alana Stipati, um, also known as Allie. I'm the owner of Adventures and Exotics. I've been dealing with exotic reptiles for, I don't know, I want to say 11 years now professionally. I started when I was 14. Um, I'll be 26 in June, so it's actually, we're approaching 12. Okay. Um, yeah. Hell yeah. So basically, yeah. How are you feeling about uh, what's going on in Florida? I know that you guys are going to go down in May for the hearing. So, uh, the stuff in Florida, I have very, very strong feelings about the stuff in Florida. Yeah. Um, I think this has been an issue ongoing, um, basically since the CSP stuff went down with the Burmese and Retics. Um, 
I think at this point it is honestly my true opinion is it's complete political overreach um, okay it is basically being done by the land developers there is nothing going on that's in regards to animal welfare and actually regulating any issues in Florida yeah yeah and here in Georgia have you noticed like any approach I know that they did a ban on like specifically Argentine tegus I think it is correct yeah, do you see, like, any approach for, like, local... I, I don't know what your fishing game is called here. So it's DNR. DNR. So have you noticed that they're starting to take a similar approach? So the one thing that they did do is right now Burmese are legal. Um, okay. However, the Burmese have been banned to be bred. Um, okay. They are allowed to be sold until December 4th of 2023, oh, and they've shit. actually instituted this CSP approach. As far as the caging regulations, the pit tagging, and everything like that. So I very much do so believe DNR is going to follow suit yeah, with yeah. what's going on in Florida because they are approaching that. Yeah. Now, I've talked to a few different people in South Carolina as well as in Georgia to where there have been studies done where there are not any known populations of tegus and stuff like that. Yeah. It is solely based on the precedent that these animals have the potential to survive and they're doing that based off of Florida's rules and regulations and yeah. their studies. Yeah, so I personally am not somebody that's against permitting. Like, I think that everything that's going on right now with FWC is a bit of an overreach. I think that as long as we can figure out a way to have a solid program so we can continue our businesses, continue educating people, continue getting, specifically giving kids pets, you know, because mm -hmm. that that's the future of this whole thing, you know. Um, so if they're able to give us like, hey, this is what we're doing, this is how we're going to do it, and we're going to be on an even playing field, whatever. It just, I feel, you know, the, the thing that I get worried about is that when they say, you know, if it can live in Florida, you know, we don't want it here. Mm -hmm. And that's almost everything, if not everything. Exactly. Yeah. So as far as your business goes, like how, how exactly did that get started? So the business actually got started kind of on a fluke. Uh -huh. um, I was working for a company before and I had quit working for them. Yeah. Um, and I ended up at Daytona the week of Daytona. I ended up with the table. So I just kind of rolled with that and it went really well. And then I ended up with my partner. Um, we're both very passionate about animals and very good at what we do and we kind of decided to take a leap and start doing shows and we uh -huh. did that and it has become what we do now awesome so this is like full-time for you guys yep yeah oh my god that's so exciting yeah, this is what we do full-time <laughs> this is not a hobby i know yeah. for a lot of people generally that's what it is yeah um it's not the easiest thing in the world i mean this is something we live you know as far as us getting started and established yeah. we're very young our company is only four months old at this point yeah. um so there is still a lot of growth to do, um, yeah. and we're still establishing a lot of different connections and everything like that, but it is an absolutely incredible experience yeah. to be able to be a part of the reptile community and it be our lives. Man, that's so exciting. I think that that is, like, the goal. Like, I don't I do not do this full-time. I mean, I guess technically I do it full-time, but I do it full-time for somebody. Yeah. But eventually, like, the goal is, like, I just want to do my thing, dude. So I will tell you, I mean, that's kind of what I was planning on doing yeah. was honestly doing it for someone else. That way yeah. I didn't have the responsibility and the finances, yeah. everything like that. But truthfully speaking... Um, you know, if you have the opportunity to go ahead and put yourself out there a little bit yeah. more and start pushing that, yeah. and it's something you're passionate about, I very much so recommend going yeah. that route because 
at the end of the day, it's about you being happy with what you're doing, not what you're doing for someone else, because yeah. it's what you have to live with. Hell yeah. Yeah, you guys lived through one of the scariest things for me, which is the fucking fire of your car. What's yeah. going on with that? Um, so we were out, um, thankfully... Um, our power, well, our power steering was out, and we were okay. told it was fine to drive. It, car started making a funny noise. We went home. We were supposed to go out to another place. We heard a boom, and we ran outside, and the car was exploded. Oh my god! Um, we learned number one: don't park your car next to your house. Um, we almost caught our house on fire, and potentially would have lost everything. Um, and if you have issues, mechanical issues, always get them fixed. Don't listen to people. Go to a mechanic and yeah. get them fixed. I always have mechanic yes. issues. <laughs> yeah, so cars scare me. I wish, like, yeah. horses were still a thing and we can just ride them around. Yeah, yeah. That's not going to, you know, if it has an issue, it's going to let me know. It's not going to explode on me. Yeah, I'm always, like, super concerned with, like, fires. I mean, obviously, we're in this reptile thing. There's always a light on. There's always heat mm -hmm. tape, whatever, you know, it may be. So, like, I'm super paranoid. I'm always checking my heat tape, like, Every week I'm like, oh my God, is everybody okay? You know, yeah. I guess so worried with that. Well, I mean, did you guys get a new car? Everything's good? Everything's solid? Yeah, so we have we have a temporary car right now, but yeah, we're working on it. Um, getting one that's ours fully and everything yeah. like that. But we're good. We're solid. We're going to be, you know, in Marietta next week. We're still uh -huh. planning on doing all the shows and everything like cool. that. So that one that we lost was the only setback, hopefully, yeah, that yeah. we'll have over the next few months. So future projects, anything cool that's coming? Mm. So uh -huh. there's a couple of cool things. Hell yeah. Um, up and coming over the next year, um, I have some Lucy Gray stuff that I'm working on. Okay. So, um, as far as crossing the Wild Things Xanthic line to the Manatee Suncoast line and creating um, the Lily White Xanthics out of that, cool. I have a couple of that stuff. Some possible cappuccino, frappuccino things, yeah. and then Peruvian boas, which Ooh, I'm really, really cool. excited for. I've been growing those guys up for a little while. And then genetic mutations of uh, Nola sequestria, so Cuban nidinols. Okay. Um, with different, I believe, May, fingers crossed, I don't want to curse it, but going to speak it into existence rather. I have a pied, possibly, Cuban nidinol. Oh, hell yeah. Um, it has some white spotches on it that is not scarring. It's full natural scale, so hopefully I'll be able to prove that out mm. with some of the turquoise and yellow coloring that I'm getting Cool, cool. How do you feel about the price drops on the cappuccinos? So price drops and cappuccinos, um, I'd say this, I'm going to tell everyone a secret right now. Fuck it. Um, That's what we do. Anyone <laughs> in the reptile community, anything that comes out, unless you have a lot of money in your pocket, don't invest into it, especially with your geckos, because within a year, the price drops, especially yeah. with your co-dominant stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's something you can have one and put it to anything, and you have the potential to get another one out of. Yeah. So with an animal that has that turnaround... Yeah. Your market drops significantly, even yeah. with your recessive animals, with like your ball pythons, within a two to three year range, yeah. you have all your hats. People don't want to spend the money on the visuals now. They yeah. want the hats because yeah. they can make those. If you have it and it's really something you're passionate about it, go ahead and do it. Um, but the cappuccino stuff, I kind of seen coming and that's why I didn't really like yeah, invest yeah, yeah. into yeah. it. I have some stuff that is potential that I'm working on proving out yeah. based on the different traits and characteristics that yeah. the animals have. Cool. Yeah, I did it. I had a, I bought ivory blue tongues. Oh, uh, you to, bought into it? Yeah. I, like, They're cool though. They are. They are. So I have a couple when they were full price <laughs> <laughs> and uh, 
I mean, they're doing great. I'm not too worried about it because I know that it's going to take some time for other people to start reproducing them. I know that the company that let them out has even more. Yeah. Um, I overheard the number and I was like, oh, fuck. Talking about Reptiles by Mac. Yeah, that one. So I will tell you that he has everything. Anything yeah. that's coming out, that man has like a million of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think it's so exciting because even with something that's all white, like an ivory blue tongue, believe it or not, there's still things that can be done. You can put it, you know, start working with it and put it into the different sunset lines and maybe yeah. make, you know, like a super orange sunset ivory yeah, yeah. or even, you know, potentially putting that with an exanthic and making like a cool, you know, like slate gray, icy yeah. blue. So I believe in Australia, I mean, it's for for obvious, you know, reasons we can't call it a white northern because of yeah. smuggling, but it's pretty much a white northern, right? Yeah. So the white northern, super melanistic is like an all gray uh, blue tongue, which is, they call it like a platinum. Okay, Yeah, so awesome. it's, it is pretty cool. That. Yeah, Hell but yeah. tag yourself one more time and we'll get it going. All right, so I'm Alana Stipati. Um, the tag is at Ventures Exotics on Instagram, and you can just find me on Facebook under Alana Stipati. Cool. Thank you, guys. If you want to support us, head on over to modernreptileshop.com or in the description where you can find our merch. And the best part is, is that a percent of the proceeds from the merch gets donated to conservation. One more time, that's modernreptileshop.com or head on over to the description. I'm Mick Friend, owner of Jurassic Friends, LLC. Hell yeah. So what are you working with these days? Uh, right now we're doing some weird colubrid hybrids and Aki monitors. We also produce bearded dragons, sugar gliders, and occasional just other weird stuff. So sugar gliders. Yeah. Why sugar gliders? Well... Honesty is a virtue. Um, they pay for every other weird reptile thing I decide that I've got to get into. Okay, okay, okay. The okay, mammals okay. constantly sell. Really? Yes. Do they, Do you... So they may, I, I know a lot of people have them. Would you say that they, like, honestly make great pets? I had No. Them, no? <laughs> <laughs> no. They're, so you've got to be... You've got to be almost nocturnal to oh, have them because they okay. are. And um, they make a lot of noise. Um. Yeah, personally, I don't think they make great pets. Um, okay. Which is odd for selling a bunch of them. Yeah, 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 yeah. But um, yeah, my wife loves them. Me, I don't. I don't really care. I get into the genetics of it, and the genetics of it. Oh yeah, just just like the reptiles. Really. Recessives, codoms, dominance. Uh-huh. But what's great about them is that they only have it. It's a um. It's harder to track because they're only having one or two babies. Uh-huh. So instead of being able to say, okay, a quarter of the litter is going to be leucistic and a quarter of the litter is going to be albino, you literally get two babies or one. And with that, what it means is that every time they get pregnant, you're getting one of the hets that they have. And then the next time you get something completely different. Like I have a pair that look completely normal. Uh-huh. They will throw albinos, strawberry albinos, and this other one called a super mosaic, which uh-huh. should be all dominant genes, but it just it doesn't work like that. You can't That's you weird. cannot accurately guess what they're gonna have. Wow. I didn't know that. I didn't either. I thought <laughs> that I could just run a Punnett square when we got them and started breeding them. And then the first time they threw, I'm like, okay, so we're gonna have um, we're gonna have super mosaics uh-huh. through an albino. I'm like, wait, stop. How did a recessive pop through two dominant genes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Interesting. And so, how, how are the Ackies doing for you? Um, The Ackies, I've got some that breed like 
right away. I mean, I've got a pair that's probably seven months old and already produced. Oh wow! And then I have another. I have another trio that's a year and a half and haven't produced viable eggs yet. Okay, interesting. Are you breeding them indoors or outdoors? Oh, indoors, indoors. Yeah. Uh, the weather. I live about an hour and a half south of Atlanta, oh, and okay, the okay. weather here is. I mean. It's like a bipolar woman. Uh, it's one day it's forty, the next day it's eighty. Got so you. trying to keep anything outdoors is really you've got to watch. You know, you got to have the alerts on on your weather app. Ah, uh, okay, yeah. I'm so used to being in Florida that yeah. I, I just assume everybody's in Florida. You know, I, I was I, I did that almost right away. We moved here um, going on four years ago yeah, from yeah. South Florida, and uh, I was like, oh man, look at this. Um, I sold a really tiny house, and I got a, a little clip of property, uh, a couple of acres, and I was like, man, I'm going to build all of these outdoor pens. Psych. It, it, yeah, I was totally psyched. And then, like, the next day, it was, um, it's, I think I moved here, it was, like, May, and when I got here, it was in the 80s, and the next day, it was seriously, like, 39 degrees, and I didn't even own a coat. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's great. So I don't know if you know, well, I'm pretty sure you know this, but you are a very important part of my history, dude. I did not know that I was a very important part, but yeah, dude. Um, I do remember meeting you. So you sat next to us, or you had the table next to us at my first Repticon. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And what did I have? Only turtles. Yes. You were, yeah. um, you called yourself Half Shell Ranch yes. back then. Yeah. Somebody remembers. <laughs> I do. I do. Yeah, yeah. Good stuff, man. But yeah, that was uh, that was fun. Um, mm -hmm. that, what was that? Was that in uh, Lauderdale? I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. Back then we had only done two. We did, I think it was Fort Lauderdale, and then we did like a Tampa, like yeah. a couple months after, and then complete hiatus from the shows. Why was that? Um, I started getting into ball pythons. I started getting into ball pythons, and I just changed my focus, and yeah. I built that up. I started working with the blue tongues, built that up, and then now I'm finally at a place where I'm like, all right, we're getting this going. Yeah. Cool. I have cool. the availability. Well, thanks, man. Yeah. It was good talking to you. Hey, you too, buddy. Hell good yeah. catching up. Hey everybody, it is Alex from Imperial Reptiles and I am the guest host today on the Reptiles With Podcast. Super excited to show the tip of the spear. What's up guys? Mr. Yoshi West. What's up? I'm the tip of the spear. It's nice to meet all of you guys. So for those of you who may be watching for the first time after the Atlanta Repticon, you found Reptiles With Podcast. Yoshi, tell us who you are and what you do. So uh, my name is Yoshi. I breed blue tongue skinks, uh, turtles, tortoises, and ball pythons. I've lead, I leave ball pythons for last because if you start with ball pythons, people judge you right away. Yep, and they'll turn it all. They'll be like ball pythons. Yep. Off to the yeah. Next yeah. One. And then I'm a host of the Reptiles with Podcast. Oh, oh my man. God, dude. How does it feel being on the hot seat for the first time? Um, it feels all right. All right. It feels cool. all right. I like the seat. It's warm. It's nice. It's good for my hemorrhoids. Pause. There we go, dude. <laughs> All right, so how was your first experience traveling out of state to do the podcast and then the different show out of state? How was that? Um, honestly, like, a big thing for me is I have family here, so okay. it was good to see them for, like, like it's been years since before COVID that I've been able to see them. My God, since here. So that part has been amazing. The show has been steady. Uh, a lot of the vendors had said that uh, the show is usually bigger, and not that it's been a bad show, but if this is, like, the basis for what could be a quote-unquote slower show, I Correct. mean, it's crazy, like, that it's yeah. just so steady and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
it's been steady compared to like the shows that we do down in like Florida. Yeah. This was what we would consider a busy show for like yeah. the Repticons, and for yeah. them it's slow. It's nice to see that this could even you know do more. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I'm gonna take the seat real quick, and I want to ask you the same question. Like, how, how are you feeling? I'm feeling pretty good. It was not. The most refreshing part was listening to people say, oh, I know who you guys are. Yeah, yeah. I bought animals from you guys. Oh, we had yeah. people bring a bearded dragon that they got from us last week. Yeah, yeah. People tell us when they go to Disney World, they visit the shop. You yeah. know, people with ball pythons that they got them from us. So that's really cool. And I think that these expos are really important for that type of outreach um, to be hitting yeah. those customers. So that you can meet them, do face-to-face. I think that's great. Yeah. Um, the traveling is also fun. I love yeah. to travel. We went to the Georgia Aquarium. We did do that. That was cool. That was fun. Yeah. So, and the show's been good, man. We've had a lot of fun. Yeah, it's good to do, like, family events. Just, like, go out, like, do the aquarium. We got to see whale sharks. I got to see a fucking turtle. Love turtles. <laughs> two whale sharks. Oh, yeah. Facts. Two of them. Yeah. Was there only two? There was two there, yeah. And they were just swimming around? And now they're just swimming. I thought there were, like, four in there. I was like, look, <laughs> look, look. <laughs> so, as far as out-of-state shows... Are we going to be doing more of these? We will be doing more. I already signed up for Schaumburg okay. in Illinois. Yeah. Um, I think you're doing another one in like Rally or something like that. Yeah. I, which so, I think we're going to piggyback with you. Yeah, yeah. I think okay. next next month is Rally. Then the next out of stage. When, when the fuck is Schaumburg? June or July. June okay. or July. So then it would be literally like Rally, Schaumburg, and then probably another Atlanta back-to-back. Okay, cool. Hell yeah. yeah. Well, I want to keep doing this show. This is great. No, I, I'm going to keep coming back. Yeah. It's, it's good. It's right close to home, and it hits the market. Yeah, so. and then did you see when you walked around the show, did you see anything cool? I saw blue tongue skinks. I yeah. thought those were cool. Those yeah. were honestly that I'm not I'm not just blowing smoke or yeah. anything. I was super excited when I saw your baby blue tongues. Oh. I think baby blue tongues is like that exciting thing. I told you I'm like I saw the blue tongues. I'm like man, now I want 20 of them. Yeah. You know, it, it's just there's nobody here with baby blue tongues. Yoshi was the only one, and Success. I think that was one of the coolest animals that we were able to see at the show. Yeah. Um, Bro. Well, Burmese and retics. Yeah, that's what I was about to say, dude. Burmese, Burmese and retics. Yeah, we got to see a bunch of berms, a bunch of retics, a bunch of iguanas, tegus. I was like, oh, my God, I'm back home. I mean, I didn't see a bunch. I definitely saw more retics and berms than the, yeah. than the tegus. Yeah? But, yeah, I didn't see that many tegus. Yeah, I saw, I, saw, I saw a few. Uh, I did see a lot of Well, we went to a reptile shop here, Raining Reptiles. Oh, that's right. We did. I forgot yeah, about that. Yeah, we stopped by there, and they had a tegu there. They had a green iguana. One green iguana. Yeah, it was well, so beautiful and yeah. majestic. I was like, oh, my God, it's in a reptile breeze. Look at it go. <laughs> yeah, um, it was it was cool. It was cool. It's, it's been a good time. I'm excited to do it again, but I'm also excited to get home. Um, I literally, like, I mean, I have all these blue tongues. I'm pretty sure there's, like, one or two litters waiting for me at oh, home. exciting. I'm Fun expecting stuff. at least one clutch of ball pythons to have already dropped. The incubator's okay. been on. So I'm low-key stressing i'm like oh my god i hope everything's okay back you know back in my quote-unquote facility yeah well i'm sure everything's gonna be great dude yeah, you know, yeah. the show so far has been pretty smooth yeah, yeah you know and the ride home god hopefully will be yeah, will yeah. be smooth too and we'll get home making some money recording some cool content yeah and back to doing the same thing oh you know what we have to fucking promote bro what? the monday podcast the monday podcast so if you haven't heard or if you didn't for some reason see our morph market video um, we pretty much decided that we're going to be doing more business podcasts. Now, they won't go on YouTube where this is at. Um, 
it's going to go specifically on streaming platforms. It should be every Monday. It's, it's coming soon, and we haven't decided on a date to release it yet. It's going to be every Monday. We're going to talk the ins and outs of the reptile business. As far as we know, we'll be talking to guests. We'll be doing a bunch of cool stuff on there. Yep, and I'll be kind of excited to help people out, answer their questions if they're thinking about starting their own reptile business. Yeah. Or, you know, they just have questions about what it's like or what it's like to do. Man, I'm super happy to help people get started yeah. or, you know, just better their business. Yeah, 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 for sure. Now, is there anything cool coming to Imperial Reptiles? Coming to Imperial Reptiles? Yeah. What, what's going on there? there? I know. He went through puberty on the podcast. <laughs> uh, we do have a couple cool things. We've been remodeling the shop for a little bit. Um, we have a customer appreciation event that we've had to push back because we've just been too busy. Yeah, so yeah. customer appreciation will be coming one of these days real soon. Yeah. The remodel for the shop will be done. Um, the wholesale is kicking off and doing fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we're working on doing like a media day that you can help us out yeah, with yeah. so we can be start recording more content. Uh, for YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok, so we can do a little bit more outreach for you guys that are out there. I know you guys really like to enjoy it. I just haven't decided. I, I really don't know which route I want to go with that yet. Okay. I don't know if I want to do just more behind the scenes, more educational, more. Fun. I haven't. I haven't found my way. I've been doing YouTube for a long time, so I was a little kid. Yeah. I started doing YouTube in my garage, and that was different than what it is now. So yeah. I just don't know which route I want to take it, but I'm yeah. sure we'll find our path. I vote everything everything there you go um and then also there will be a podcast coming out in the future about the imperial wholesale stuff where we go like really deep on how to you know if you're a vendor if you're a retail shop if you want to join the wholesale we'll be talking a lot about that very soon definitely hell yeah all right guys it's Late. been uh, reptiles with podcast with alex as the special host there you go and yoshi as the special guest i am a special guest <laughs> later Thanks so much for listening. And also thank you to Repticon Reptile Shows, Premium Crickets, and Reptiles Express for having us out. You can check out everybody's information in the description below.